We are the men in maroon. One is a Salopian and the other loves a day out in the toon. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus, we are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. It's Saturday night. Well, it was when we recorded this, I guess. Uh, maybe not now for you guys, but hey ho. Uh, welcome to season two, episode seven of the Men in Maroon podcast. This week we discuss all the goings on last Sunday at Easter Road, including some kind of uh, lap of honour. Hearts Women's 3 1 opening game, victory of the season, and preview the visit of Dundee United to Tynecastle this coming Sunday. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast. Good evening. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast. It's the evening before our next Cinch Premiership game against Dundee United uh, on Sunday, the 14th of August, 2022. And of course, Hearts Women playing their second SWPL game of the season, uh, Hearts Women at Spartans. Annoyingly, the games are too close. If Hearts Women were kicking off at midday as opposed to 1pm, I probably would have gone to the Hearts Women game tomorrow and then made my way across to Tyne Castle. But it's just not practical, unfortunately. And uh, uh, being, uh, being the sort of guy that I am, I just think uh, my public transport knowledge will just uh, take me to like the other side of Edinburgh um, by mistake, uh, my own mistake. So um, <laughs> don't trust myself. Uh, and uh, unapologetically, or in fact, unapologetically, I have some biscuits right in front of me that I'm going to munch away at during the programme. So I do not apologise for uh, munching away because uh, I've been uh, busy um, doing some uh, life admin today. Um, so I'm just trying to catch my breath. And um, yeah, as uh, you said, Daz, before we started the recording, that it's quite unusual for us to be doing this podcast on a Saturday night when there has been no football for us, as far as Hearts is concerned, earlier today. Yeah. Apart from the Hearts B team, that is. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a strange one. I think real life happens, obviously, for us to be recording today. Uh, I went on my jollies back home to England, but uh, yeah, it's strange. But mm-hmm. like you said... It's something we'll have to get used to because uh, we're going to be Sunday, quite a few Sunday games up until uh, the turn of the year. So, yeah, and it's not as if, and I know we we tend to think um, you know, the playoffs. You're thinking, oh, we have to win this, or we're not going to get into Europe. But for us, really, even if we don't win our playoff in the Europa League, we're still going to have Thursday Sunday schedule because we'll be in the Conference League, the Europa Conference League, and uh, that's group stage football. So we're going to have to get used to this uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it's the week that we play. Uh, we play a third already coming up in August. We've got a Thursday, then a Sunday, and then the uh, League Cup on the Wednesday. So we've got a Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday schedule coming up before the end of the month. Yeah, and that's Kilmarnock in the League Cup, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got a busy, busy schedule. And it, it, but the good thing is during pre-season we had a schedule like that where we were playing games in quick successions and and they were traveling they were traveling down to England for the game so it was getting them used to going away coming back 
having a game in midweek and then a game at the weekend. So hopefully the the players are there are kind of prepared for it. I know it's gonna be different if we play somewhere like Moldova and then have to travel back. It's a lot different than travelling down to England, but it, it it's good that we tried to prepare for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got to do our best with that uh, as as well. And I mean, obviously, the training camp um, in Spain recently was also quite good prep as well to an extent. Yeah. So that that helped as well. Um, and um, funnily enough, actually, remember how we won at Tranmere in pre-season? Yeah. My English team, Newcastle United, are playing them away the from up. home in the League Cup in England. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how they do um, and see if they do any worse than hearts talking of the league cup that was the game that i was at during the week i was at a league cup game in england shrewsbury what? against carlisle and even though it was a five goal scoreline it was it wasn't the best of games bless them but shrewsbury won i'll take mm-hmm. that i'll take that but and, and, and did taylor moore play in that game yeah taylor was started he played the first half and came off but he actually played in midfield how did he cope uh he looked okay he played a very different game to what he, we saw at Hearts. He was a bit more attacking, I think, because of the formation, because Shrewsbury play a five at the back. Mm. Uh, so he was sitting in front of the defence. So it was it was a different Taylor Moore that we used to see, but he looked a little bit like he was lacking fitness still. So he, he, he went off at half-time, and to be fair, Shrewsbury as a whole were quite poor in the first half. So I think they needed the changes and Unfortunately, he was uh, one of the changes that came off. But he did play. He did start the game again today, uh, where we won against Wickham. So he, he he's getting game time, which is good. Yeah, that that will help him, won't it? And I mean, that's what you really want as a player, I think. I suppose. Uh, so good for him. That's really, really really good. Right. Shall we go in a time machine back a week or nearly a week <laughs> to oh, last Sunday? Now, you and I went to different Hearts games. Um, yeah. Now, you went to the Edinburgh Derby because I was unable to... Well, you went irrespective of whether I was able to go or not because I, on my situation, wasn't able to go anyway. But you were there. And uh, after I was free uh, from um, the very important duties of my work, um, I uh, made my way across to um, Hearts Women's Opening SWPL game of the season. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk Hibs first. Uh, what's your feelings nearly a week on from the annoying one-all draw? We've we didn't drop points, which is good. We're still unbeaten in the league, which I, I'm happy with. I think I'd be more concerned if this was the la- the third time we played them, for instance, in the league, and we drop a one-all draw and we needed the points. But it's still in the doors. The league's obviously tight. We've got another game tomorrow where we can win. Uh, I think, I think we dropped two points from drawing one all. Yeah, we dropped two points, but we didn't come away with, with nothing. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I, I, yeah, I we, we, so, we, yeah, we got points, but we didn't get all three. Yeah, yeah. We still got we got we got a point, which I mean, I'm not. It's not the end of the world. I don't think any. Well, there were, but I don't think so. many Hearts fans were that bothered. It was more uh, hips that were. We sort of, we all heard what happened with the. Uh, Pitch invasion, the lap of lap of honour, and the auctioning of shirts. Can, can I ask you a question, guys? Did yeah. that really happen? 
Yeah. Or is it just my imagination? No, it really, it really happened. Just when, <laughs> yeah, when Boyle equalised, <laughs> there was at I'm least... I'm still laughing about it now. Yeah, it was <laughs> so weird. 15, at least 15 people on the pitch. Majority were kids, but all the stadium announcer did was go, can people please make their way back to their seats? Like, not... The police didn't try and remove them. Stewards didn't try and remove them. Stewards just kind of stood in front of... The stands don't let more people on. It's like... Oh, I'm them. laughing. I'm laughing. Not necessarily because it's funny, but I'm laughing out of sheer astonishment. Yeah. Even now. Even now. It's... I, I mean, obviously, the pitch invasion, obviously, I... You know, obviously, that that's... that's, that's it happens, doesn't it? But, I mean, it's still... I imagine it's quite nerve-wracking when that happens for the, all the staff um, at Easter Road or whatever stadium it is. But but the lap of honour! Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, they <laughs> really? Parade, paraded around the pitch as if they'd just uh, won the league or they'd, or they'd lost the cup or something in the cup final and just applauded their fans. It was all a little bit weird. A, a one-all draw after... Not the Light Hearts dominated as well. It wasn't like... It was a good performance from Hibs to say... That was a proud performance. We we really dug in deep. They were, to say a better word, they were pretty crap. And they proved it today, obviously, losing to Livingston. So, when, Can I ask you a very fundamental question, Daz? Yep. What would you justify? Or, no, let me rephrase that, sorry. What, a lap of honour, right? When would you expect it to happen? Right? Just football and common sense. When would a lap of honour be acceptable? Last game of the season, if you're the home side, or if you win something, like a cup. Any other reason? No. No. <laughs> I <don't think> so. <laughs> no. Oh, it was tense there, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that's just that's a one-all draw. Like, like, if, okay, if you if you get to the next stage of Europe, or if you, um win a title or win a trophy um, because a draw is enough to win it for you. Fair enough. But, but like, game two of the Six Premiership this season. <laughs> yeah, just bizarre. And it was, it was my walk back uh, to the car. I was walking back and there was the amount of fans that were, like, goading me and jumping and celebrating. And I was like, all I kept saying was, did Hibs win? Did I miss... <laughs> like a, a goal or something. Did Hibs win? Did Hibs win? That's all you could have asked, really. Yeah, did Hibs win? That's did what they was. win? Did, did they win? Yeah, did did they win? win? <laughs> and, and and then there was guys like, get it up here. And I was, I was like, yeah, we, we might not have won, but you didn't win either. Yeah. Is it draw in August? <laughs> yeah. It was just a little bit, a little bit weird. And then the weird, but the weirdest moment was, uh, just as I was getting to the car, a guy passed me on a bike with a Hibs flag waving behind him, wearing a Celtic shirt, shouting, get that up, you you hearts bastard. And then I was just like, and there was a guy, a young guy walking in front of me in a hipster, and I tapped him on the I said, did you just see that? And he was like, yeah. I said, can I ask you, what is that all about? And even he was like, I do not have a clue. And I was like, the guy's in a Celtic shirt, with a hips flag, like what? That uh, wow, I I'm speechless. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually speechless. Was... Oh, that is... But, but I still can't understand, right? Second league game of the season. Why would... Wait, if it was us, right? Let's, 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 let's put ourselves in that situation. Like, let's hope we never face a situation like that in future. God forbid. But we were 1-0 down to Hibernian in the second week of the league season. And we got a draw at the end, right? I'm sorry, I would not celebrate that in any possible way at all. And I know one or two folk might say, you can understand the Hibernian fans celebrating that, or they got a point, they didn't walk away empty-handed. But no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why would anyone celebrate that in a derby? In a derby? Exactly. It's, a, it's an anti-climax of anything. A win. I mean, a one-all draw is a one-all draw. It's yeah. not exactly a win, is it? No, you've got it. The only time you're happy with a result in a in a derby is if your team win. If you if if it's a draw, you're kind of a little bit deflated, thinking, "Oh, is that it?" Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, we. I, I just think, in a way, it's our own fault that we didn't didn't get the win because. A, we, at the end, we just took a foot off the gas and let them attack too much. And then we also had, just after half-time, umpteen chances, but just didn't put any of them away. Those, yeah, it, that's, and, that's annoying. But it was, chance, it was chances that the, we had, and you thought, well, oh, there's going to be more. That's what you just expected. That's there's going to be another chance. We can't really blame ourselves, really, for the result, can we? I mean, that's just two points we shouldn't have dropped that we dropped. So um, um, that's... But, um, Frustrating. Is it really going to be the end, the end of everything? Like I've had a few people, the Nielsen out brigade, uh, oh. messaging me after the game saying that's it. I'm like, oh, no, no, come it's on, not. second game of the season. Come on, but we've had a good transfer window today. It's not finished yet. No, and you know, home record's good. God willing, we keep that going. The the squad is gelling well. I mean, come on. Really? End of the world? Second game of the season? Come on, please. Give me a break. In fact, give me a big biscuit in my hand. I'm going to much away now in frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Break the biscuit. That'll give you your break. That's just... Yeah, it's just... Didn't get it. One thing that I did enjoy, I was seeing Shanklin score and how up for the game he was as well. Because he... Not only did he score... Of our known only goal game, he also towards I think midway through the second half, uh, we had a corner the end where the Hearts fans were, and he he was winding up their number two, and he and at at what and then their player was like he bit he was like pushing Shanklin about. Then the next thing you see Shanklin just as he he looks up to see if the referee's watching, shoulder barges their player onto the floor to get a reaction, and then their player reacted and got sold by the referee. And I was like, that shows he's up for the... He gets what the derby's about because he's he's on the wind-up and he's playing, making sure they know he's there. It's, yeah, he, that, that further uh, boosted. I'm really pleased with Shanklin today. You know, I, I'm absolutely yeah. delighted with him. I mean, I, I was a wee bit... Of course, I was really pleased to sign him. Delighted to sign him. But there was a little worry in me. I was thinking, mm, is he? How many games is he going to need to 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 get off the mark? And he's got one off the mark in the league against Hibernian, and that is going to do him a lot of good in terms of his confidence. Um, and then also the two goals in the preseason friendly against Stoke City, uh, and his physical presence is 
enormously important. Yeah. And that's um, Shankland's definitely, definitely had a good start. And hopefully tomorrow against Dundee United, you know, he's going to have that extra incentive to to really get another goal in the net because, um, you know, he'll want to get that tally up and then uh, hopefully make his mark uh, again. Um, and that that'll be really, really important. I want also just talk about uh, the the incident with Alex Cochran, which further made me worry when I saw the pitch invasion because obviously uh, objects were thrown at him. We don't. It, Is this it, when he had chips thrown at him? Uh, oh, there wasn't just chip before the chips. Something hit him, which later uh, in pictures you can see a cigarette lighter on the floor behind him. Uh, but something hit him. He went down. And then after it, someone threw the chips at him after while he was on the floor as he was getting up. So it looks like in the pictures that it's just chips that were thrown at him, but he actually got hit first. Oh, dear, man. That's yeah. really depressing. Yeah, and... Uh, the, but the wor- but the can, I just, was... can I just add at that point, right, there is... Uh, this is not aimed at one club, but this is across the board, I think. There are a small number of fans who sadly just think... Somehow it's they they think somehow it's you know that throwing objects like that is something that they can somehow get away with when clearly that's just absolutely out of order and I've I've seen that happen right across the board and it's it's just it's just crazy I mean absolutely it's crazy and I I don't know how 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 can you stop that like how can you stop that because it's 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 one thing to obviously condemn it rightfully so but secondly. How do you stop that? Because it's just an ongoing issue. It's been going on for years. Yeah, you can't just, you can't. What, what, what are they going to say? That uh, you can't bring anything into the stadium. You've got to like have empty pockets. You can't do that. You know, it's just insane. It was the fact that you went for the throwing, and then the next thing you, you just saw it raining down on like what on earth? And the stewards and police, literally. There was, there was, they were around that area anyway. You could have, you could have spotted who was throwing it, and gone right out, out, out. But instead, they didn't. They just stood in a line in front of them and just stayed there for the rest of the game. And then, you're like, and but then still from the same areas where some of the people ran on the pitch, you're like, well, if they threw stuff at him and now they're running on the pitch, what's to say they don't go and target a player? You got, you got to remember these players. You know, they are paid employees of their football club and yeah. you know wh- whether it's a Hibernian player or a Hearts player or a player for another club and at the end of the day you know it's 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 a health and safety issue isn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're just people you know I mean they're, they're like us we go, to, we go to the game and expect to be kept safe by stewards police and health and safety officers and stuff so why can't the players go to, and do their job to feel safe like by the way, can I just say that that doesn't make us both woke, right? If anybody's saying, oh. "Oh, you're both very, very woke at this," no, it's a health and safety issue. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they're paid a wage to play football, and you know if, if they don't know what's going to happen around them, um, when you know pitch invasions happen or objects get thrown, uh, no matter who the player plays for, and no matter where it is, if these sort of things happen, then of course you're going to be. On a human level, you're going to be absolutely worried. You're going to think, "What on earth is going to happen?" I mean, it's difficult to stay calm in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone. If anyone says they can stay calm in that situation, I almost do not believe them. Oh, no. Yeah, you would see it. 
you would see Rhett and think, who in their right mind thinks that they can do that tomorrow? I'm surprised that Cochrane didn't lash out. I've, I would have, I wouldn't have been able to hold Minerva, even if I didn't lash out aggressively, physically. I, I would, I'd say something about who, who do you think you are kind of thing? But he's sadly, I don't think you can though, because I mean, if he's a in a privileged position where he's getting paid uh, to play his football, and obviously, he any player reacted in any way, then of course, then a lot of scrutiny comes about with that. It's doesn't Eric it? Cantona, isn't it? When he reacted many years ago it just shows that you can't it, it, you've just got to keep professional even though God knows what hit you on the back of the head and it was to say that it, it hit him in the wrong spot and caused damage it's just stupid don't do it don't be an idiot exactly. don't think that you can do, you can that it's okay to do it's definitely no, not exactly it's just it's just it's just a it's trouble we do which we just do not need no definitely not definitely not uh, I want to end on a lighter note on the game, though. Rocky Bashiri for Hibernian. He was, uh, he was, he was. He's he's had a bit of a a journey this season, obviously with his not being reg- not being not meant to have played in the League Cup game stuff. But how he is playing in the top top level in Scotland is beyond me. He was. He's a bad player. I think I could still go out and do a better job than him. Really? Oh, he was. Every time he got the ball, the Hearts fans were like, "Oh, like waiting for him to." Because he was he was misplacing passes. It was every time it was hoofing it, hoofing it, and you, you had no idea where it was going. He, wow! But then they all seemed to love him, and he was getting announced as if he was like the best player in the world by the stadium announcer, and you're like. Really, you've seen the same player as me. Is I think Hearts fans were happy to see that he was starting. I'm still, I'm still trying to get, I'm still trying to get over the celebration of a one-all draw. I'm still trying to get over it. I can't get over this, guys. (laughs) I really can't. I know know Hearts did it when uh, Ali Mosta scored many years ago to equalise. But if I'm right, that was like later in the season where we needed points, but not. Second yeah, there's a lot at stake. I can understand the celebrations, but, 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 but honestly, if that was us and we had just equalised to save the game and get one all draw, I'd have been like, "Thank goodness for that." But my goodness me, I'll tell you one thing: um, that's an anti-climax and a half, and I just want to go home and put the TV on and just watch some rubbish. Um, exactly. Or you can just go. In fact, forget the television. Sod the television. Just go to bed. Yeah, just <laughs> go to bed. Yeah. Did you see, I don't know if you saw the tweet, that uh, somebody made a mock-up and said uh, DVD to be released of the game, a Hearts fan, and then they put uh, a front cover of a DVD together, uh, which made me laugh, because as we were on the way out of the stadium, some people were saying, uh, I wonder when, wonder if they'll be selling that on DVD, and then, yeah, that someone The best draws in the world! Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any players! <laughs> There's been lots of good tweets after their game today where they lost because uh, I think Livingston got a late winner and they said uh, that someone was like, attention for all Hibs fans, I know you were close to your second draw of the week and uh, your planned pitch invasion, but unfortunately Livingston ruined that plan for you and it said the DVD will have to be put on hold. 
Well done, Livingston, on that win, by the way. That That's wonderful. I'm, I'm pleased, but I like Livingston Football Club. I think they're amazing. Oh, Livingston also put, made their own, uh, after the game, this was quick thinking, they made their own version of the train spotting uh, post that after all the videos that Hibs have been putting up all week, they put uh, choose Livy and then it had all of, like, choose blah, 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 and they put it up within a quarter of an hour of full time. Like, <laughs> hats off. <laughs> Someone has a fantastic creative brain at Livingston and they were ready. They were ready. They were like, win this game and this tweet goes up. Yeah, it is like instant. It was like amazing. Uh, I applauded it. Almost as amazing as uh, Aaron Hickey taking out Ronaldo during the Man United. And, and the final whistle, incidentally, has gone at Brentford Score. and it's a 4-0 win to Brentford against Manchester United now I know we're a Hearts podcast and massive massive well done to Brentford and Aaron Hickey on that win I mean that is just fantastic that's a super experience especially for Aaron you know yeah. and that's going to be something you'll remember for a long time to come and and, and that puts Brentford um, third third in the Premiership uh, the Premier League in England Behind, guess who? Arsenal and Manchester City. Wow. Do you think their fans did a uh, pitch invasion and there was a lap of honour? And... I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> think so. It's only game two of the season in England. In England's <laughs> top flight. No way they would have done a pitch invasion. I mean, they're happy. They'd have been delighted. And no doubt they'd have given a standing ovation and the, the players would have done a lap of honour. Uh, and rightly so, because it's a 4 0 win against Man United. But a pitch invasion? No, come How on. How about auctioning off the shirts? No, 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 no. Come on. Well, actually, to be honest, if it's a 4-0 win against Man United, I can I can maybe justify that, just about. But a draw? No, sorry. Please, please, no. You cannot auction a shot off to celebrate a one-all draw. Unless it's for charity, unless it's for a good cause. But, 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 but no, it's honestly... A one-all draw is like, nah, sorry, sorry. It's just, no, you can't celebrate a one-all draw. Does that add, add further, further meaning to the word, to the phrase hibstit now? Is hibs in it now also mean going OTT for a one-one draw? I'm, I, I, I don't think <laughs> celebrating a one-all draw in August, early in the league season, is... Um, the right thing to do, no. and that's been very diplomatic. Oh, <laughs> it's been very diplomatic. I, I, that I, is, if, just... if we if we were a video podcast, then you'd have seen me. As I said, no, I, I had my eyes covered and shaking my head, like no, no, no. If this, if, if it's like it's like if you're watching the BBC's Apprentice, a team comes in and celebrates marginally losing the task. And then you're sitting in the boardroom's chair, the main chair, and you're looking at them. And I'm, I, this is basically how I feel like just now. I'm just looking at this losing team, and I'm thinking, they're celebrating, going, oh, that was a good result. And I'm like, really? Really? I might as well fire all of you then. Exactly. Yeah, let's just fire hips. <laughs> going back to Brentford Man United, though, um, this is the other point I was going to make. Manchester United, after two games are bottom of the English Premier League. Very briefly, Daz, what the heck is going on at Old Trafford? 
passing. It's the it, it's still, in my opinion, uh, the Alex Ferguson effect. They haven't been able to move on. Do you think Craig Levine can save them? <laughs> no, seriously. Do you think Craig Levine could save them? Do you think there's a job there for Craig Levine? I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah, but I don't think he'd be able to save them. <laughs> maybe they could, they could just. I don't know, maybe... What, what is wrong with Man United? What is actually wrong with them? I think... No one can steady that shit. No, I think they're just... Yeah, they're just a broken... Broken club, I think. It's just... They need to... I think it's starting from scratch time, I think. It's crazy. I saw the final score come in for the Man United game when I was at Hearts Women um, last weekend. And I just... I was just... I just thought, what is Fergie thinking? And now tonight, what on earth is this Fergie really thinking? I mean, this is this is crazy. Oh, it's, it just yeah, it makes me glad sometimes to support uh, Hearts. I know some people moan about Robbie and about Hearts, but could be could be in that mess. Robbie Nielsen would do a better job. He would do a better job by default. By the way, hands off, Man United. You're not having it. No, exactly. Go away, Man United. Go and get somebody else. Yeah, you're not having it. <laughs> Talking, but, talking to Hearts women though, you said you were at the game. Yeah, I was. I was indeed, and um, yeah, I I was very happy. It was um, a fantastic opening league game of the season. Um, really good start to the season. Remember how I was saying before that I was very worried yep. after the preseason game against Celtic, where I felt we just kind of gave up. To an extent, well, not gave up, but we, we, we just, once they took the lead, they just ran away with it. And I thought, oh, come on, we should have done a bit better than that. They let them run away with it. I was a bit nervous beforehand, but I have to say that they got off to a good start. Already, I was seeing the impact of the new signings. The unit is really, really solid already. Um, obviously, there's work to be done there because, I mean, they just arrived at the team. Um, played well, dominated came forward, uh, pushed forward, didn't quite get too many chances on target right. uh, or in front of goal. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit frustrating in that sense. But but still, you know, we were we were definitely the better team. Uh, we were definitely good at winning the ball and getting forward and pushing forward. And that was great. And that was really, really encouraging because, I mean, clearly I could see improvement from last season. And then we conceded a goal before halftime. Um, and I was, I, you know how when you go behind, you think, oh my goodness, I can't believe we're behind. But then you can think deep down in your mind, you think, oh, we, we deserve to be behind. Yeah. We didn't deserve to be behind. We were really unfortunate to go one down at halftime. And I was, I was a wee bit thinking, they're going to have to react here. And I don't think they're, they can't let that get to them because... The danger is, is if you go one 0 down after playing well in the first half, I, I you, you think, oh my goodness, the, the we're not getting the luck that we want or that we deserve. So then you worry a wee bit and you think, mm, you know, what's going to happen in the second half? But I was just thinking to myself, they have to, they have to just realise in that dressing room at halftime that they are the better team. This is winnable, and they've just got to find that equaliser and then run away with it. And thankfully. They did, and Georgia Timms was outstanding on her league debut for Hearts. 
she scored a hat trick. Uh, she delighted the crowds. And I also have to give a big shout out as well to our number one, Charlotte Parker Smith, who saved a crucial penalty penalty in the second half. Um, and I felt that was also a very big moment in the game because if that penalty had gone in, I think it would have been a much more nerve-wracking finish. Jeez, uh, after the penalty save, uh, Georgia got her hat-trick and we got three points in the bag. And that that was that was brilliant. Uh, honestly, the mood lifted um, in the second half. It was absolutely amazing to see. And I, was just, it, I just felt so good after the game. That's probably one of the best I felt after a Hearts women game for several months. It's, a, it, it's just one of those, like like you said, after uh, you've been a little bit worried and concerned in pre-season to now to just turn it around. Like, uh, and the fact that a hat-trick on your league debut, that's a way to like, mark your arrival as well. It was a good hat-trick as well. It wasn't just a... Oh, uh, brilliant. Yeah, it was... Did I you see the first goal especially? Yeah. You saw that you saw... I take it you saw all the goals. Um, yeah. On, uh, the first goal was honestly was my favourite one of the lot because the pace that Georgia Timms had was so critical in her winning that ball and scoring. And honestly, it was it was actually genuinely exciting to watch right in front of your eyes, Georgia winning that race for the ball. It felt like a race. It felt like the 100 metres at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. You know, she she was, she was had to overtake the defender to get that ball. And she got that ball and she knew what she had to do with it. She had very small, a very small number of seconds to make a decision. And obviously in that situation, you know, you, you can't think too much. You've got to take a, take, a, take a chance. And Georgia, to her credit, took a chance. And... In football, you have to take a chance when you've got even half a chance on goal uh, or even not a full chance on goal because if you take that chance, then you have the opportunity to score and, 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 and you, could, you, you, you can score. And Georgia did it. And that was, that was I mean, I must have done wonders uh, for her, her confidence, for the team's confidence. And then the rest was history. So, I mean, you know, that first goal was, I think, so crucial. Uh, in her getting the hat trick overall, and 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 I honestly, I, you still watch that first goal, see it on Hearts Women's Twitter page, uh, absolutely thrilling, 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 thrilling. You know, just the pace and running to get that ball to score. Just honestly, seeing that live was was just an absolute privilege. And um, you got to meet her. I got a selfie with her, and all. Yeah, no, I was good. I had to get a, I had to get a selfie with her. You know, I mean, it was it would have been absolutely. I would have actually been so cross with myself if I didn't get a selfie with her. So, uh, no, I got a selfie with her. I got it up on socials, um, Instagram and uh, Twitter, uh, and I'm very pleased about that because you know it's a special moment, and um, and that's one thing I like about the women's game. You know, the players are approachable. The the you know the team coaches and our approach as well you can say hello to them as well it's a very friendly family friendly atmosphere and it was absolutely brilliant and honestly just absolutely brilliant so no I'm I, I'm really pleased for Georgia just absolutely brilliant and that itself is a special thing for me as well because I mean it's, 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 a, it's a memory really you know of uh, you know you wouldn't take a selfie after every single game but for no. me I just thought no you have to because that is 
that's a special moment. You know, and it's good for her as well because I mean that that will just boost her confidence. If you've got fans coming up to you saying, "Well done, well played," that was brilliant, and they're just really happy and they want selfies with you. I mean, that's that's good for her as well. She'll want to take that. So, big so boost. it's a big boost, absolutely big boost. So, no, brilliant, brilliant league opener, and I'm just gutted I'm not going to be at the Spartans game tomorrow uh, because the games are just too close together. But, but, but that said, I will obviously be following closely how things go at. Spartans at Ainsley Park tomorrow and I mean who's to say that they can't win there I mean it's going to be a difficult game but honestly if they can if they can just go the extra mile I think I think they can get a second win league win of the of the season and if they do that Daz that's six points out of six you know right now the other teams that won in the first weekend are Hamilton Glasgow City Rangers and Celtic Dundee United drew Motherwell drew, Aberdeen lost, Thistle obviously lost, Spartans lost, Glasgow girls lost, and Hibernian were utterly thrashed by Celtic. Was not like seven nil. I think it was um, was it seven or nine nil. I'm just I'm just trying to remember now. But, but yes, yeah, the score was really heavy. It was absolutely. I looked at it and I thought, oh my god. 9 0 to Celtic. Wow. 9 0 to Celtic. Jeez. And, 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 and wow. is actually one of the big four, in my opinion, in, in Scottish women's football. Yes. That is absolutely astonishing. Insane. That, that, that just shows you that if you're not on the ball and you're, you're not at the races, then uh, good teams are gonna, aren't going to hold back. And hopefully, we're, we're, Hearts become one of those teams that. Can dominate teams. I think. I think if we win tomorrow against Spartans, that's that's to me. I know it's only the second league game of the season, but that's already very promising because, and and that's a confidence booster for the players. They can build on that because six points out of six is just marvelous. Oh, pardon me. Um, it's just absolutely marvelous. So I mean, you know, that would just be, honestly, that would be fantastic. And I mean, you know, that that is just a, it, it absolutely then validates all the movement that was going on with bringing new players in. Obviously, it was sad that some of the players had to, some of the players from last season had to go, including Claire Delworth. Of course, that was very heartbreaking to see her uh, go. Um, but um, the players we brought in, obviously, you know, they're really good players. And that that really just validates all the movement that's been made to, to improve the squad and take it to semi-pro uh, and, and further, hopefully, you know, boost the chances of uh, going to, to pro uh, one day in the future. But so uh, tomorrow is important. I know it's only game two of the SWPL uh, season, but but that is you know if we win that, then that that's a fantastic start. Definitely, and uh, fingers crossed we can get a victory in in a local ish game. Yeah, because it, it's technically an Edinburgh derby, isn't it? You know, yeah. Inslee Park. Have you been to Inslee Park? Yeah, I went and uh, yeah, I went like uh, last season. Funnily enough, I've never been. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, it's all right. It's there's better low league stadiums around, but does the job. Does the job. Yeah. Also, this week, Europa League tickets are on sale for both the away and the home leg. Are you going to Switzerland? No. Uh, the thing, the thing is, even if if, if nobody's going, to, well, obviously, loads of people are going to go to Switzerland. But even the ones who aren't going. 
I, I do understand um, that BBC Scotland are broadcasting the game next week. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, it's on TV uh, and on the iPlayer, which is a bonus. So uh, let's get the viewer viewing numbers up and show them that it, it, it's a positive thing to get more of our game, European games and obviously the more viewers, the more likely they'll play games in the future. So if you're not going, make sure you tune in and watch so that we can potentially watch the rest of our European tour on the TV. And, and, and Robbie Nielsen and the players, can I make one request to start with? Please don't lose 7-0. Yeah... Please don't lose seven nil. Whatever you don't don't lose, but please don't lose seven nil. Yeah, don't get an absolute hide and like go out there and just play how we know we can. Don't treat it as anything different than a league game. Just play our game. That's that's all, all we can ask for. And it's going to be massive and a huge, huge event that hearts are back in Europe. And I can't wait. I, I, even though I'm only watching on TV, it's going to be a great evening. I think I think it's uh, quite surreal as well, isn't it? You know, because it's been quite a few years since uh, we we were last in Europe. Yeah, been far too long. I think I've 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 never been to a Hearts European night, so I'm I'm absolutely excited. I can't wait, and the fact that we're season ticket holders means that we get first dibs on our tickets. So I mean, it, it, it it's even better. I know I've seen some people complaining about that, but it is the it is the this is what it's all about isn't it you know at the end of the day season tickets an investment in your club you know and yeah. um, you know it's a, it, it's your chance to, to give your commitment to the club and say you know I want to be here regularly so you know let's buy one and and to be fair to be fair uh, the majority of the stadium that's filled out for home games this season, um, you know, they, they will be season ticket holders. I mean, there's a small section, obviously, for people who want to buy walking tickets, but the majority, you know, they're season ticket holders. So clearly, there is that understanding generally, I imagine. Definitely. I think it should make sense. I saw some people complaining that uh, we should have it where people can, people that aren't season ticket holders can buy uh, a ticket a package for all of the home European games and like, but then that's not really fair on season ticket holders who, like you said, have made an investment. I don't get how anyone can think that season ticket holders shouldn't get first shout on home games. No, exactly. At the end of the day, we've made the investment and we've made the commitment, and um, thankfully we've been uh, in a position uh, to do so. Um, and I feel sorry for for fans who who can't do it because for legitimate reasons work, um, you know, other commitments in their lives, and I feel sorry for them, you know, and I, it is it is a shame, and I have deepest sympathy for that. But I think even then, I think the majority of them would not argue with the fact that if you're a season ticket holder, then you you would want the first refusal on that um, on tickets on nights like that. Exactly, that's that's one of the reasons why you make that investment. I mean, not only to say that you guarantee you get you get to go to the league games. It also means that you get that if there is that golden ticket as such that everyone wants, then you know in the back of your mind, right? I, can, I, I know that I'll be going to those European games. It's yeah, because it's, it's not a small investment getting season tickets, so you kind of deserve to be rewarded in a way. It's one of my favourite transactions of the year. Yeah, getting that and getting and getting the new season ticket card was. Amazing. <laughs> Just oh, it's lovely, some isn't post, it? Some new post. 
but yeah, we've got to preview next week's first leg. Uh, we've got a guest next week, Craig King, who is, uh, uh, he knows quite a lot about the Swiss game. So uh, we're going to get him on to come and uh, fill us in about what we should know about FC Zurich going, uh, going into our two-legged tie. So that's something to look forward to for next week. Fantastic. That's really, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be absolutely brilliant. Really excited about that indeed. So uh, keep it to the Men in Maroon podcast. It will be very exciting times indeed. Um, now, let's look closer to where we are now. Tomorrow, yeah. uh, Dundee United at Tynecastle. Do you feel the heavy defeat to Alkmaar, is Ed Alkmaar by Dundee United, is going to have... We're going to see some sort of an angrier side tomorrow against us? I, it, people do say that you'll feel the wrath because they got a good hiding, but I think it usually goes the other way where they get a little bit, the head's gone and we could that that aggression could work against them and maybe work in our favour where they could be a bit too overzealous and cards could come out and we could take advantage of it. I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. I think they showed, I think that they got the 1-0 victory at home. Maybe it was just, it was deserved on the evening, but I think it showed over the two legs that they aren't really that big a team. They are not big, bigger team, that's, a, that's one word. They aren't really that good a, a football inside, so I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. And nah, 7-0 loss, they, they, they can come out and all guns blazing, but I think it'll work against them and uh, the aggression will be a bit too much and Hearts will take advantage. The, the, the big advantage for us is Lawrence Shankland and Robbie Nielsen and Lewis Nielsen. Yeah. They have a good insight into our opponents tomorrow. Yeah, that's a, that's a plus side of having who we've got in our ranks at the moment. And I mean, especially Lewis Nielsen when he was only there last season. So, not you'll know, not obviously not their new arrivals, but they'll know the players that were there previously and hopefully be giving us the. Uh, inside knowledge of how to undo Dundee United. So, yeah, it's a plus. He might not get a starting role, but that'll be an important thing to have him in the team just to be able to pass on information to other players. Mm-hmm. What's your score prediction tomorrow? I'm going the same as I went last week. 2-0, but Shanklin to only get the one and Grant to score because I think Grant is, to me, is a hidden gem in the Hearts team. I'm going to double that and go 4-0. Oof. I'm going to go Lawrence Shankland for a brace. Okay. Uh, Alan Forrest for one as well. And the fourth goal, I am going to predict Liam Boyce. Both of us going clean sheets, which is and the fact that could be uh, bolstered with the rumours that Stephen Kingsley might be might be playing a part, Uh, which will be good. It'll be a welcome return. But you know, do you think he'll start on the bench or do you think uh, he'll come in straight away? It's tough because it was when during pre-season when. Craig Halkett started when we didn't really ease him back into the game, so it might. It's hard to say. We're, 
it, it, obviously league football's different. So uh, my, my my head is saying, yeah, surely he's got to play uh, a bit part. But then part of me is thinking, will Robbie just go right, throw him in the deep end, and you go start your important first team player to us? I think I think my, my slight worry about that is that I don't, you know, I can understand if if, if he comes straight back, but but I don't want to. I think we don't want to over rely on him too much or put too much pressure on him. You know, we want to, yeah. if if he starts on the bench tomorrow, I'm not going to lose any sleep over no. that because at the end of the day, I'd, I'd rather he just gradually faced his way back in rather than go straight back in because I think it's a wee bit risky to just put him straight back in, um, because I. You know, we just want to make sure that you know he is he, he, come back is sustained. Yeah, and the fact that we've got a lot of games coming up, you know, we don't really want to go right in. You come, we haven't built you up, and then now you're going to go and play like five games in a matter of weeks. To be honest, now that you say that, I think it's probably even if he did keep him on the bench tomorrow and played him for like the last twenty minutes, I I would not be too annoyed about that because at the end of the day, you know. The, the the big priority I think really in the context of things is Thursday. Yeah, definitely. I think so. You've got to make sure we've got as full a fit squad as as possible because I don't know. I don't know if it's worth risking him and then going right. Okay, he actually wasn't ready, and now he's going to miss potentially a European tie. It's yeah. I I think a bit part or even like you said, twenty minutes. 20-15 minutes uh, just to get him back on the park yeah absolutely so that uh, you know hopefully we'll see him play a full 90 uh, in mid- uh, on Thursday next week yeah and the fact another thing that we got in our favour is uh, I think it's going to be a recurring theme but another home sellout it's gone on to uh, sales are only way you can get a ticket is if you find one on the ticket exchange so it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So so exciting, isn't it? It's crazy to think that that is that's something that uh, is just going to be the norm this season that we're going to see home sellouts. Which which is why the Nielsen out uh, call is just even more bizarre. Yeah, it's just odd. I, I, I still would love to get someone on to hear them out. <laughs> yeah, come on, be brave. Yeah. Be brave. Drop us, even if you want to come on anonymously. Like, Be brave. We we anonymously, I'm too frightened. Oh no! Yeah, just, <laughs> We're going to get criticised. Yeah, drop, <laughs> drop us a message and come on, because we just want to know why. <laughs> really? Yeah, just honestly, we just want to know why. I mean, imagine, imagine Robbie Nielsen wins a trophy later in the season, and then people still see Nielsen out. Come on, please. Yeah, you know there will be some people out there that still would. I think he can oh. do nothing right in some people's eyes. Nah. Oh, just the bizarre thing about this life, eh? Um, oh, well, listen, look, at the end of the day, another win tomorrow and uh, it, it, we will be very, very happy and uh, uh, then we can look forward and move forward and progress forward, which will be wonderful and uh, great. And um, yeah, um, I'm just trying to remember actually what was the attendance at the Ross County game. Uh, I think it was around eighteen thousand, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was just trying to remember, but I, I just, I just couldn't. Uh, it felt like a long time ago now. But uh, 
Yeah, no, we're back there tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, it'll be getting used to these Sunday games. So, yeah, just just remember, anyone who's listening, we play on Sunday. Be at Tynecastle tomorrow. Yep, absolutely. Triple check the fixture list on Hearts' website. Yes. Uh, just make sure that you turn up on the right day. Because uh, at the end of the day, you don't want to turn up there and there's nobody there and you're thinking... Oh, is it me? Let's hope nobody was uh, hanging about Tyne Castle this afternoon and uh, that, that, that everyone knew it was tomorrow. You're a day early, I'm afraid. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> well, they could at least, if they did turn up a day early, they could still go get their ticket for the European or the uh, League Cup game. So it, it, it's not all a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a sad shame about the wee Jambos losing today at Bonnes. 4-1 defeat uh, for them. Um, have you have you been to any of the competitive games since the no, season started? not yet. Uh, I think I was, I don't know, I don't know if I will. I'm still one of those that... Are You're not, not going fans. to a game, Daz? No. <laughs> no, my, I accidentally went to a B-team game. That, that, that could be my only game of the season for them, but I didn't go to a game today. It was, that's, that, that, that's bad for me. Bad form last weekend. I'm just surprised. I'm absolutely surprised. Yeah, three games um, in four days last week, and then today, today, now I was, I, I was told that I couldn't go to a game today. Oh, to, you were told you couldn't go to the game. Yeah, I had to go to something told. else. So uh, I'll be back at it hopefully next week. I'll find more than one fixture to go to. <laughs> more than one fixture. Uh, well, it's it's. Uh, Definitely, um, for Hart Midlovian B, um, obviously it's a slightly difficult start to the Lowland League season, but it's early days, so hopefully they'll uh, can get a good string of results together soon and, and move up the table. Um, I, I think that's it really for this week, isn't it? I think we've touched on just about everything. No new yeah. players have joined us just yet. Uh, Robbie and Joe Savage have said that uh, forward is still high on our list, so watch this space, I think. We could be talking about new signings in midweek, so... Yeah, um, we are now around just a little more than two weeks before the transfer window closes, so there's still uh, plenty to play for. And, and, you know, hopefully we'll get another one or two signings in, and uh, I'm sure uh, Joe Savage and his team are working on something. Yeah. Robbie, Joe, if you're listening, get us a keeper. Come on. Get us, get us a keeper to compete with Craig Gordon and a forward, and I think it's job done for the summer. 100%. There we go. That's a nice happy ending. Thanks so much, <laughs> folks. Uh, thanks for listening in, and uh, we will be back midweek next week uh, before our European adventure starts. If you're at Tyne Castle tomorrow, enjoy. If you're at Ainsley Park tomorrow to see Spartans against Hearts, enjoy. Uh, it is Ainsley Park, isn't it? Um, I'm just, that is. Yeah, yeah 99%, 99% says yes, it's at Ainsley Park. And then there's 1% of me that's like, oh, are you sure, Aris? Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I am sure. I can, I can sure. confirm for you. Definitely is, mate. <laughs> you, 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 you're all good. It's definitely Ainsley Park. They, I've just Googled they, it and, they, yeah, it yeah, says they, Ainsley Park. Stadium. They ground share with, the, with, the, with their male counterparts, so... Ainsley Park Stadium. So there we are. Good luck to Hearts Women at Ainsley Park Stadium tomorrow. Uh, and of course, good luck to the men at Tynecastle as well. And uh, 
We'll catch you in midweek. Enjoy. Take care. All the best. And we'll chat to you again soon. Bye.